breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty. Mornings on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline with Cato Parish District Attorney James Stewart joining us. Uh, good morning, Mister Stewart. How are you this morning? Good morning. I'm great, and thank you all for having me on. Thank you for joining, uh, agreeing to join us. Now, the the uh, pardon board has reached a settlement with DAs and the uh, the Attorney General for the clemency hearings. So what does this settlement say, and what does it do? Well, essentially, uh, they agreed with us that they were not following their procedures when they set these clemency hearings. So now uh, they're going to follow their procedures. So essentially, we had four death penalty cases set for clemency hearings between now and the end of this year. Now they will be called administrative hearings, and only one could possibly have a clemency hearing before the end of the year, and that would be Danny Irish. And that was scheduled for the 13th next week. Yes, so now it'll be an administrative hearing, which means they will listen to both sides and decide if they want to have a clemency hearing, but they have to set that, they can't set that any earlier than 60 days, so... The earliest they could set it for a clemency hearing would be the 1st of uh, December. Okay, and then these were being pushed kind of at the behest of the governor, but they were not following their their typical rules, and that's kind of why you got involved in the suit, correct? Absolutely. Uh, Clemency is legal, but they have a lot of uh, T's to be crossed and I's to be dotted, and they tried to expedite it, and we simply pointed out, to them the error of their ways and they agree um judge stewart let me ask you the friday evening hearing um because i have no life i was actually watching and they went into executive session for a long time to discuss this i was curious whether you were a part i mean are you a part of that when like on on the internet are you able to be part of that closed door session or no no we weren't part of the closed door session and that basically went into uh approve the settlement that they had kind of put to us and we went back and forth on it but they had to agree to it and that's all that the, the executive session was the attorney representing um, many of the inmates is is planning to appeal i'm not sure how that will work can you kind of guide us through that well I, we really don't think he has a leg to stand on but uh, we don't even really think he had a he had standing to even be in this suit, so he's going to take his appeal. But uh, the problem is we're we're on a short timeline, and to get an appeal perfected and up to the first circuit and everybody briefed the issue and all that, that's going to be kind of hard to do before the end of the year. And Judge Stewart, let me ask you: I was looking at the the list of inmates on death row, and I was stunned when I realized Caddo has thirteen inmates on death row the largest number in the state this would have been a lot of work for your staff if you have to prepare for four or more clemency hearings correct well actually we were had to already prepare for it we had hotel rooms 
We've been in contact with the, the victims' families in each one of these cases. We've had to go through all the documentation, the regional transcripts, uh, everything they file, uh, the medical records and all that. So we've already had to prepare as if we were going to have the clemency hearings. And so it, it's uh, uh, some people in my office did a whole lot of work to get ready. Uh, and the lawsuit, we did it on short notice. Mm. I'm uh, talking with the uh, Caddo DA James Stewart, Mr. Stewart. I've got a question. One of the in- one of the instances, Nathaniel Code. He's been on death row uh, for a murder committed in 1985. 1985. Yeah, he, tried, he, he actually was tried in 1995. Now Associate Justice Scott Creighton, when we were in the DA's office mm-hmm. together, uh, I get regular calls from him about this case. But because right now there, 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 there is no death, uh, there have been no executions in Louisiana right now. We're just in the holding paddle until one or two things are going to happen. Either they're going to figure out a way to start, or they're going to see death penalty is illegal and they got to do it. But we're prepared for it to go forward whenever they tell us we it's time. Do you support the death penalty? I mean, you have the most on death row. Um, do you still support it? Yes, I do. I mean, so long as it's the law of the land, uh, I support it. I, I, I think right now it's very difficult in the state to try a death penalty case. And so you'll probably notice over the last five years across the state there may be being a death. Oh, your phone's uh, breaking up. There you go. The Sorry. the other The other issue I would ask you is uh, clemency and commutation of sentence. Could the governor commute any of these sentences to life? Is that a, is there a difference? No, he, he can't do it. He has to have the uh, pardon board make a recommendation to him for clemency, and then that was the only way he could convert him to life. And that's the reason that the defense lawyers had the governor make a request to the pardon board. It, it's kind of confusing because some people think he ordered the, the pardon board, mm-hmm. but he didn't order him to sent him a very strong request to do it. And was this kind of out of line for the governor or, or do you do you think or no? I don't I don't <laughs> I didn't call everybody by surprise, but I wouldn't say it was out of line. I mean it was an end run. Uh I was telling people, you know, I don't blame them for trying to do it. I just blame them for trying to skirt the uh, legal procedure. Were you pleased with the settlement? I mean, I know you signed yeah. off on it, but were you happy with what they decided? Yeah, because plus a few. We're, we're losing you. I'm, your I'm sorry. Could, up. Could, Can you kick your phone? All right. So it's you. Just better. Oh, yeah. oh, there you are. Yeah. yeah you so go. you're happy with the settlement? Yes, very happy. Uh, essentially, everything we asked for, we got. So I'm very happy for with it. Where do we go now? We'll probably have a new governor before any of these clemency hearings are held now. Um, and that may change the landscape, I guess. I don't know. It depends on who gets elected. Um, but now they're going to go back to their regular schedule when they would come up, correct? Correct. There's a possibility of having one clemency hearing. Um, that would be in D.C. And if they vote to have that, then we will prepare to argue against it and see where that goes. But as to the other people who got applied, they won't come up before a, a new governor comes up and 
you know, given the political flavor what's going on, uh, I don't think that's going to happen. Do you anticipate Louisiana will start executing inmates anytime soon? I don't know. Essentially, the issue has been because of the process they use, they can't get the chemicals, and they're still under a judge order not to have death penalty. So that's a long process. But according to who's the governor, how big a priority it is, uh, it's reasonable to conclude that we would start having death penalty, which may be the reason that they tried to expedite these clemency hearings. Gotcha. Judge James Stewart, thanks for your time. All right. Thank you all for having mm-hmm. me on. Have a good weekend. What a one- Time to hear from more local newsmakers with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. By the way, kudos to James Stewart for being willing to come on and talk to us. Mm-hmm, you I, bet. I appreciate his uh, his his availability to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's an <laughs> there's an interesting article article by uh, our friend Dr. Jeffrey Sato saying that uh, you know Stewart uh, uh, apparently really uh, received Soros funding in his original campaign for the office. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was that back in 2015? I think. I think so. Yeah. And said, uh, you know, because Soros was was donating across the country to get you know DAs that believed and would support his far left you know radical agendas mm-hmm. uh, but Sato also says in the 2020 election that Soros funding wasn't present interesting it was that is interesting mm-hmm. and, and even though you know um, DA Stewart is not a, a huge proponent of like the death penalty and in far right causes, he 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 is. I, I I think he's fair about it. He says he supports the death penalty, and so George Soros would strongly disagree with him about right. that. I'm certain. And so uh, you know, just kudos to him. I I I respect him standing up. Mm-hmm. And, and and now Sato says that meant money's off to, with this agreement with the <laughs> with the state. Yeah, that, that that money will definitely dry up. Yeah, uh, th- that's an interesting topic, and and you know the clemency hearing process. We have a process. We have to follow it. We can't have a governor who says, "Run them all through. Let's get them all right." Done. Sorry, especially we, in your last six months of office. Yeah, three months now. Right now, so doesn't look like any of these clemency hearings will be done in time for this governor to take action. So, you know, it'll be up to the next governor as they move these through because they've all requested clemency hearings. So now they'll move them in the order that they go if they're eligible at this point. So we'll see. And, and, you know, you look, you can look at keelnews.com. Caddo Parish has the most inmates on death row of any parish in the state. Mm. We have 13. Yes. And you have to remember James Stewart was an assistant DA prosecuting many of those cases way back in the day and as he told us uh, he was there when nathaniel code was prosecuted so um i mean it's a you know he was responsible for a bunch of death row for almost 30 years yeah there's there's no justification for that it's incredible it really is 101 7 fm 710 
Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. $1.4 billion. You, I, I can't believe you just said that because now I have to six, tell you what I did last night. Six hundred and something, eighty, six hundred eighty-seven million before taxes is the lump sum. I'm really embarrassed today, and I'm going to share. <laughs> I'm going to share my my psychoness <laughs> of what I did last night. Ruben, is this going to be news to you? Yes. Yeah, I've I've not heard this. <laughs> I mean, the fact that there's psychoness. <laughs> hey, I, I, you know, I've been shopping for condos at the beach. Right. So yesterday I start shopping for, um, like a townhouse in Manhattan. Nice. There's some beautiful places. I'm like, it'd be, nice, it'd be nice to own something right there overlooking Central Park. No, it gets more psycho than that. What? Wait, it gets more psycho than that. I'm embarrassed. Can we edit this out of the network feed? Because this is how psycho I got last night. Condos in Manhattan. Yeah. Aaron McCarty. Yeah, wait. No, no, you haven't heard the worst. Why did you bring this up? Because I'm a psychopath. I created an Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> you Stop have laughing. Too much wait. Time on I know. Your my Excel spreadsheet is what friends can go win to my condo in Manhattan. <laughs> How psycho is that? That's pretty out there. <laughs> That's pretty I, out there. I wasted time on that. You're on the list. I'm like, Ruby, you can have some time at my condo in Sweet. New York. I know a couple people in Manhattan. You know, I could say, you know, hey, this is, this is your week, Ruben. I, I love you, Aaron. Yeah, you're on the list, too. <laughs> okay. you got time in my Manhattan townhouse. Because I can stay there while I go audition for Broadway yes, shows. Yes, exactly. I created an Excel spreadsheet <laughs> with people that... I would allow to stay in my condo. Wow. Now I now I did note you have a note beside your name. Yeah. Uh send a crew to check after Ruben leaves. <laughs> Make sure he hadn't destroyed anything. I'm not that big of a destroyer. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, send what? Uh, a crew like to a check, crew to check on him after he leaves. Make, Make sure, sure he didn't destroy anything. Oh, yeah. oh a crew yeah. into the condo. Got it. Yeah. I didn't throw the yeah. TV out the yeah. window. Yeah, or to see if he like stays that. on the list. Yeah. If if he, if it's good after you leave, you get to stay on that's nuts. I'm nuts. I've gone nuts. <laughs> it's you know what though? It's fun to it's fun to fantasize. Dream. Yeah. Yeah. I'm dreaming. You don't want to know the odds. <sighs> I'm dreaming. And my kids would probably step in and go, Ain't nobody staying here but us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we shall see, but I, it you would know. just be like a vacation spot, right? Yes, it's a vacation a spot. Time share. And then the, the other part of my brain was like, you know what? You have a billion dollars. You can lease whatever property you want whenever you want. Right. You know, sure. forget about trying to own one and keeping up with it when you'll be there, you know, maybe three times a year at best. So I threw the spreadsheet out. Sorry. Everybody's off. Well, I wanted to see it. I wanted yeah. to see what my time was. <laughs> Make sure it, it it doesn't conflict with my my. I'm not schedule. I'm not that crazy. I hadn't picked out dates yet. <laughs> what, what's the point? Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 101.7 FM and 710 Kiel.
I wish I could meet Texas Governor Greg Abbott. Mm-hmm. I um, I would like to shake his hand. <laughs> I'd like to buy him a a big steak dinner. Mm-hmm. Not no three dollar steak. No, nope. yeah. not not a three dollar steak. Mm-mm. Not 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 one. That I don't want to buy him a boiled owl dinner. No, you don't. No. Um, Aaron, immigration we know is illegal immigration. Let me let me clarify. Illegal border crossers is so bad that even the left is now saying we got, we got to build a wall we got to finish this wall the president the president is moving Biden forward with the wall using the previous administration funding mhm uh yeah they're saying and, I, and I'll tell you exactly what happened the spin is hilarious oh yeah <laughs> they're saying that congress allocated these funds mm-hmm. and we can't get them to rescind the funds so we have to follow through the only thing we can use the money on is a wall that's what Ale- alexander mayorkas said mm-hmm. alejandro mayorkas yep we we have to use these funds <laughs> yeah they they're they're trying to make it like we don't want to do this but that's the, we got to build a wall uh, the funds are just sitting there they're <laughs> only for a wall you know what let them sit there let him sit. Now, here, here, here's what happened. The 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 governor of New York, and and I and I guarantee you, Gavin Newsom from California, they're all calling Biden administration, going, "Hey, this governor from Texas keeps sending us hundreds of illegals. We can't support them all, mm-hmm. and they're fed up. Right? Really." Governor Abbott's like, welcome to my world. Yeah. Uh, you see what I've been dealing with for years mm-hmm. now. Right. And and now it's it's NIMBY, so it's 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 now something's going to be done. Right. And he said he said during the campaign, Mr. I'm Biden sorry. said, quote my whole Friday. He said not another foot of border wall will be oh. built under my administration. Oh. Oops. No more federal dollars mm-hmm. will be used. Yeah, during mm. the campaign. Absolutely. Right. So we're building the wall. <sighs> Maybe <laughs> some people were right. Oh, oh, some people are claiming now. Yeah. Um, hello. Mm-hmm. Told you so. <laughs> Told you so. He's still saying, Biden's still saying, wall doesn't work. Well, it doesn't right. work. So you're going to waste the money. So Just the, leave the money sitting there. Okay. Well, you know what? Take that fence around the White House. Take that. Take that wall down. Yeah, walls don't work. Doesn't take, work. Yeah, exactly. Doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Nancy Pelosi's in your guarded, gated community. Yep. Take the wall down. Did you ever think you'd hear us sitting here on the radio saying Biden's going to finish the wall? <laughs> yep, he's doing it. Finishing the wall. Made my Friday. <laughs> it's Price Fest coming up. Uh, we'll be talking to the Price Fest folks and uh, City uh, Attorney Allison Jones representing uh, Shreveport City Councilman Gary Brooks. That's this morning too. Mike and Mike. Now more breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel.
1017 FM 710 Keel Mike and McCarty <sighs> Last night I'm going to I'm going I'm going to veer off a little bit Okay um, we had uh, we had a birthday dinner at my mom's. Oh, is it her birthday? It was mine. Oh, we're just able a... to all get together from the ago. middle of September. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then my sister texts and said, "I have a patient that had they had neck surgery. Oh no, didn't get out of surgery until like four thirty, and they have a four hour. You have oh, to monitor stay with them, yeah. for. So she wasn't. She didn't make it. Mm. So after all of that. But uh, my mom had texted me, you know, a few weeks ago. What do you What do you want? And I said, well, you know, homemade tacos. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought about Chica. Yeah. <laughs> when my mom pulled out the low carb flour <laughs> tortilla. Ah, oh, there you go. Mm. I said, oh, could I be any whiter? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so your mom still makes great tacos. Oh, heck yeah. If you would would rate, I hope no one's listening from your family, rate your mom on a scale of one to ten as a cook from from your growing up days. Well, in my opinion, it would have been like an eight, you know. Okay. Yeah. So great. Now, she would argue that fact, but for me, you know, those grilled cheese sandwiches and tomato Mm -hmm. soup was the best in the world. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) oh, my mom was a great cook, too. But there are people that will say they thought their mom was a good cook until... They moved away. Right. And then they started eating other food and realized, okay, mom had six dishes that <laughs> right. she was good yes. at. And that's, and, what, and that's what my mom would say. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> but if your mom said all of a sudden she's going to make chicken cacciatore, which she doesn't ever make, could she do it? Could she figure it out? Oh, I, I sure. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. She knows her way around the kitchen enough to figure out how to make oh, something crazy. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. And there's videos for everything now, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> YouTube. <laughs> I mean, you've got to, I like, I like working on my bike. I like to work on my bike. I mm-hmm. have a lift and I do, do a lot of stuff myself that I can. Um, oh, hey, wait. How did you do? YouTube. Some some guy in his garage has done a, a detailed video on how to do exactly what you need to do. <laughs> That's how I'm learning my car. It's crazy. What's yes. this button do? Right. There's a video for that. Go look. It's You'll amazing. find it. We live in an amazing time. How did we get around without this? Somebody, I, I heard uh, there's a female comedian. There's a video going around now that uh, she's like, what? Seriously, seriously, what did you do before you could Google what ingredients go into XYZ? Right. Or who was, you know. You just experimented. <laughs> she if goes, you, you're, you're, you're watching a mo- or thinking about a movie. Oh, who was that? Da, da, da. And you couldn't look up IMDb. No, you can't look up who was And somebody's else. like, you thought about it two weeks later while you were doing something completely different. Mm-hmm. Go, oh, yeah, that was Paul Newman. You yeah, know? exactly. <laughs> That's how it was. That's how it was. You couldn't just text somebody. Like you and I this morning, I thought about it. It was so funny. It was like, uh, I needed you to do something, and you needed me to do something, and I'm and we're 30 feet from feet each away, other. Right. And we're texting. But we're in different rooms. Yeah, we're, we're in texting. different rooms. Yeah. You know, when we were in radio 20, 30 years ago, we would have had to get up, walk around to tell you, hey, I need you to do this. Pull or this need- off the teletype for me, yes, if you would. Yes, exactly. <laughs> God, the world has changed so much. And not in a bad way. No. Not all in a bad way. No. It's pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. It's 101.7 FM, 710 Key.
101.7 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. I watched the press conference yesterday, the news conference yesterday. Does that make you happier? That's better, yeah. The presser. Oh, yeah. When I texted you and I used that word mm-hmm, intentionally. Right. <laughs> I could feel your feathers going know, up when I, I did it. Uh, Allison Jones in her office, Gary Brooks sitting next to her, um, talking about the defamation lawsuit against, uh, Shenerica is, 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 are they talking about action against her as well? Oh yeah. They I have, they haven't filed a lawsuit. They no, are, I know, I know they're, they're, yeah. it's possible unless people what, stop talking. Mm-hmm. What happened is she has put them on notice that the comments that you made were, uh, untrue knowingly knowingly false. Uh, false and that now you are on notice to cease and desist but you know Aaron before we get in deeper I was I was watching this on Facebook and it struck me remember in the old days uh, a news conference was very formal mm-hmm. and now with somebody Facebook living something it's all you see all the behind the scenes Right. Everybody talking and, mm-hmm. you know, just very casual. And, and it was just, it just struck me. Yeah. Sometimes things are better and sometimes they're not. Yes, exactly. And it, it's, um, one of the other people involved is, uh, Craig Lee, who's a community activist. And he went before the council two weeks ago, um, and made some accusations against Gary Brooks and other council members and saying uh, that these accusations were already out there mm-hmm, yes. in the public mm-hmm, it's in the public well now um allison jones is saying these are knowing and, and i don't know we're, we're gonna have her on in the eight o'clock hour how do we know these allegations are false i mean you're saying that how, do, how can you prove that mm-hmm. i mean what if they are true um anybody can say anything true they want you know i if i believe you they're false but perhaps not. But she says she has evidence that they are false and that she's willing to go to court with that if need be. Um, she's she's urging Craig Lee to take down social media posts he's put up with those allegations. And she's threatening legal action if he does not or if he makes further comments next week before the council, right. which he says he's going to do. Um, he and I chatted yesterday or the day before, and hopefully we can have him on Monday, and we'll find out, you know, what is how far is he going to take this? Is he going to continue to make those allegations? His concern is that the moment Shanerica Flemings made allegations of sexual harassment or discrimination before the council, they should have stopped things and you know done that in in private right absolutely Um, because now you have allegations of sexual harassment out in the open and you're and the city could be liable um once the city could be liable you should have whoa whoa nelly back up and do this thing the correct way get the get legal advice find out how should we terminate her but she she was allowed to make her allegations before the vote so they handled that wrong i think they know they did but now you've got the allegations out there, and you know Jones is saying they're, and on they're not official true. city record. Absolutely, you, you bet. Uh, Flemings is not commenting; she has not anymore. I am told she has retained counsel. Um, uh, don't know if Craig Lee has retained counsel. He's been sending me some things. I would assume he would, 
But we'll hear from Allison Jones at about 840 this morning. So you want to tune in, listen to what she has to say. She just is, she really is urging the council, get back to doing the city's business. This is a, you know, this is rumper, rumper room, she called it. And clown, cl- like you and I have been calling it, a clown car. It, it's It's time ridiculous. to do our business. We got roads to fix. We got crimes to solve. We got so much else going on. That this is this is just taking but, away time between yeah council members pretending to be police officers mm-hmm. uh, not knowing council rules Robert's rules of order yeah these accusations fly what city business is being done right what seriously mm-hmm. our meetings have been all taken up with this clown show nonsense complete nonsense. I, I am. I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, speaking with Allison Jones uh, about this, and that'll be uh, in the eight o'clock hour, mm-hmm. and uh, and see what could, because she said some things that were interesting um, in the in the press in the news conference. Don't mm-hmm. say press conference. <laughs> <laughs> in the news conference yesterday, um, it, because one of the accusations was the use of a, 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 a derogatory term. Right. And and she made the point of was it directed at somebody in a derogatory fashion? Was mm-hmm. it quoting a um, an African American comedian? Was it, you know, but she prefaced the that of the but she did preface saying it's never a, it's, it's never, never okay. appropriate. Right. It's never okay. It's never appropriate. Mm-hmm. But you have to look at the intent. And and that the the way that it was put out there was as if he called someone a racial slur, and that is absolutely untrue. That's and they know that's happened. not the truth. Right. He was quoting a comedy routine. Craig Lee knows that's not true. Shanerica Fleming all, Flemings also knows that's not true. So um, to put it out there like he... And, 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 yeah. and look, and again, I'm not saying that makes it okay. No, absolutely I'm not. I'm not saying that that's what happened, mm-hmm. but that's not what's being proposed, you know, brought forth this as what happened. Right, exactly. So that'll be an interesting discussion. Definitely. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll follow up more about that with Allison Jones coming up in the 8 o'clock hour. Mike and McCarty, 101.7. Back to the big stories of the day with Mike and McCarty on 101.7 FM and 710 Kiel. You know, you hear the pendulum always swings. It gets nuts and then it kind of goes back centrist and then it kind of goes the other direction and then it comes back. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm ready for the pendulum to swing away from some of this madness. Yeah. I I you know my daughter swam uh, Division One college swim team. Mm-hmm. We didn't have to deal, and this wasn't that long ago. Right. Granted, it was a little while back. We didn't have to deal with this lunacy that's going on right now. I know. Uh, kudos to the the swim team in Roanoke, Virginia. It's a Division three school. And uh, a biological male tried to join the women's swim team. And ten members of this women's swim team stood up and said no. Yeah. And, and Riley Gaines, if you remember Riley Gaines, she mm-hmm. was the teammate of Leah Thomas uh, at Penn State, the Penn swimmer. That mm-hmm. you know, it, that was two years ago. Golly, 
That's crazy. Unreal. But the, but these 10 members have stood up. The school is supporting the biological male. And, wow. and they're like, you're going to have a one-person swim team. To swim as a woman. To swim in the women's division. And I mean, these are 19-year-old kids, Aaron. 19 mm. and 20-year-old kids. And as a father of a daughter, I don't want some guy in the dressing room, the locker room, mm-hmm. with my daughter. <laughs> and they have an unfair advantage. We <laughs> all know that. Men and women are different, designed to be different. You yeah. can't change that. You know, so I just, I, I, I was glad to see somebody standing up. And, and and taking a stand, going, mm-hmm. this is not fair. This is not fair for women who have worked, you know, their entire lives. My daughter got up, you know, five o'clock every morning. Mm-hmm. And she came, she would come and wake me up. Dad, I got to get to swim practice. Okay, let's go. Mm-hmm. And work hard. And these, and, and Micah holds several state records still yeah. to this day. So what? How's so this going to end? So if a guy end? comes along and, and and breaks her state records mm-hmm. in the women's division, how fair is that to her right, or any right. female athlete? So how's it going to end? Is it over, or what, what's happening now with it? Well, they're they're still in they're still in you know this debate. The team stood. This is just this just recently happened, mm. and uh, they said you know they said the. They had a meeting with the the head coach there and said, rules state, biological male wouldn't compete in relays and there would be no use of the women's locker room. Mm. So the school's still kind of saying, look, he can swim in the women's division. This is, it's it's just ridiculous. But congratulations to these kids for, for standing up. Right, right, and, and obviously with the support of their parents and and friends and other others like Riley Gaines, who mm-hmm. this is wrong, and it doesn't mean they don't support transgender folks. That's the thing. When you talk like this, people say, "Oh, you, you're you against trans?" No, I'm against the the athletes competing when they have an unfair advantage based on. Biology, Bi- right? Simple as yeah, that, right? And and if there are enough athletes, then do a transgender division. If you yes, exactly. If there are enough people that want to do it, have it. I'm full for it. There years ago, you know, the there was a girl. My son wrestled for his high school at Airline, and uh, he had to wrestle a girl one year. Oh, good God! Wrestling. <sighs> I yeah. just, uh, it's ridiculous. I said, son, you can't win. If mm-hmm. you lose, my gosh, if you win, you beat a girl. Right, yeah. You know, you're just going to have to pin her and get out. Just as quick as you he can. He hated it. Oh, I bet. He hated it. Didn't want to do it. It's I'm not sure fair. Not fair it. to it's her. Not. It's not fair to any. No. Now, and she wasn't even, that wasn't even a transgender mm-hmm. issue. That was just a girl. Yeah. I know we got to get some news. It's, uh, but, uh, but kudos to the Roanoke School and uh, for those girls standing up. Mm-hmm. 1017. Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Okay, I did a little research. Mm hmm. $1.4 billion. 
Okay. Yeah. You've you've heard you got more chance to be struck by lightning. Right, right. I know. The odds of winning the Powerball tomorrow night one in two hundred ninety two point two million. Hmm. Okay. One in two hundred. You have to buy two. So you're saying there's a chance. There is a chance. <laughs> yeah. There's a chance. How did you know that's what I heard him say? How did you One know of that, my Ruben? favorite lines in that stupid movie. I oh. love that movie. Uh, odds of getting struck by lightning, one in 15,300. Okay. Okay. Getting bitten or eaten by a shark. Mm-hmm. One in 3.7 million. I don't know if that means just walking down the street. Yeah. Because it seems like your odds would go up substantially if you're in the water. Right. Uh, plane crash, one in 11 million. Okay. Okay. So you're still at one in 292 million. Still a chance. If you took Scrabble tiles okay. that spelled out Powerball. Yeah. Okay. Let's see, that'd be one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, one, nine, nine tiles. Yeah, that's a good score. Shook, shook them up in a bag mm-hmm. and laid them out. And, and the odds of them and you spelling Powerball just by, you know, mm-hmm. shaking them out is one in 180,000. Oh. You'd have to do that 180,000 times. Okay. Before you have a chance to spell out Powerball. All right. Which is still 1,600 times more <laughs> likely than winning the Powerball. Oh, I need to see a picture of the pocket protector wearing dork that did all that math. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> right? <laughs> Who did all that stuff? Probably talks like this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Can we talk about the noise ordinance when we get back? After the break. All right. 1017. Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. I've been called out. Yeah, you have. <laughs> a former councilwoman, Lavette Fuller, says, I know a man in a band named for a Coen Brothers movie and a possum isn't pointing fingers at a nerd. Look, I'm a different I'm a different kind of nerd. I'm not the pocket protector calculator watch nerd. I'm a movie nerd and a music nerd. Okay, okay. yeah. <laughs> All right. You're a self-admitted nerd. I mean, oh, yeah, 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 he knows sure. he's a nerd. And come on. Mm-hmm. Aren't most people aren't we all really, kind of, really? in some in some fashion or another? Yes, we are. We are absolutely. No doubt about it. Um, didn't get to go to the noise ordinance meeting yet. There were like 18 meetings yesterday, and people were texting me, where are you? Where are you? I, I'm not going to all this stuff. I have naps to take. I have a dog to take care of. Yeah, I have yeah. sausage to grill. I, I have swimming to do. I've got a, I, I keep myself scheduled in the afternoon pretty busy. So um, the noise ordinance, they had a town hall where you had the city attorney, uh, and his assistant who drafted the ordinance, you, the new ordinance, you had the police chief there with all of his folks, and people could just come and ask questions about it. Mm-hmm. Um, the council could be voting on it on Tuesday. They'll, they may discuss it Monday. Uh, Tabitha Taylor was at the meeting, and she did ask the chief to bring the decibel meters to the council so that they can test them. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's see what noise 
you know, goes over what the limits are. And so I'm sure the chief will have his people bring the decibel meters and we'll find out. Let's play some music. Let's that'd be fun. We'll have music at the council meeting. That sounds good. I'm I'm excited about that. Um, you know, I, I don't know how they're going to test them, what they're going to test them on, but we need to get something in place. This needs to happen. Mm-hmm. This needs j- just yes, this needs to happen. And and I'm going to be real clear about this too. This noise ordinance is not just for downtown. Now this is for all areas in Shreveport, and I know I've got no problem with that. I don't have a problem with that either. And I and I know there are going to be times when, like, I have lawn crews around my house that come and they're weed eating and mowing when you know, and it is loud. But they're doing it during the day. They're not, and and they're going to be with. I think they're going to be within the noise ordinance. I would be curious. Are they? I don't. You know, I don't know. And there are exceptions for like festivals. So people who are going, well, what about like the rebel? They're breaking the noise. There are exceptions for that. And if people still want to have a rooftop, they're going to have to get a permit. You're going to have to get a permit if you're going to put speakers outdoors. And then if you violate the the decibel levels. You'll get a fine, and then those fines will go gradually go up. Um, and then your permit for the outdoor sound would be pulled. Then you wouldn't be allowed to have the – if you violated Is too many times. Is the permit for one time only? Is it for a year? It's an Is annual it deal. Annual. Every okay. year you got to get a new permit, and it doesn't look like they're going to grandfather anybody in, saying you've already been doing this. so Nor you should they. No, they should not. Absolutely. That would defeat the purpose. Exactly. That would be silly. So they're going to, everybody will have to go get this, you know, this permit to have speakers outside. But the problem with that is <laughs> you come in and you measure the decibels and they violate or they don't violate. And then the noise officer moves on. And then you turn the music up. I mean, are we going to have that? Are we going to have this little dog and pony show? We're going to have to keep coming back and testing and testing. You know, I hope not. I hope the business owners are responsible. Thank you. And just be good citizens. Yes. Maybe think of others. Right. And you're you're making money at your club. You're selling alcohol. You're you're entertaining people. They're coming in your club. There's no need for you to attract a crowd on the street. What? What good is that for your business? What benefit is that? When There's you've no got minors, benefit. minors outside breaking the law. When when are we going to be talking on the radio one day about somebody left that party on the downtown street, got in a car, and because they were drunk, they killed somebody on the way home or were killed? Yes, exactly. There's no benefit to your business for that crowd to be gathered out on the out on the sidewalk. There's just none. You might say, "Oh, it makes my club the hottest spot in town." Well, you're not making a dime off of them. You're not making a penny off the people that are out there partying. With just no intention causing, of going inside. Yeah, they're just wrecking havoc on our downtown area. I know I said that on purpose. I, I know, know it's you did. that's why I'm laughing. Sorry. I know it's wreaking havoc. My bad. Wreaking havoc. Thank you. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Uh, Coming up next hour, Allison Jones, a local attorney who's defending City Councilman Gary Brooks, going to join us. Mike and McCarty, 1017F. Now more breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty on 1017FM and 710Keel.
1017 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. This is such bull schnoggle. I don't even... You scared me for half a second there. Sorry. Um, And we get this every year, and I think this is so bogus, and I just hate it. Um, You know, we talked a little bit yesterday about um, Halloween trick-or-treating oh yeah our right family practices my mom um, used to make popcorn balls oh we Remember did too popcorn yes balls? you can't give those out now no, it wouldn't be no. allowed they'd be thrown away immediately they'd be thrown away can't give out and apples. as they should be yes. i hate to say it can't do anything homemade like that anymore that apple, i heard that apple oh. had a razor blade in it it never happened i've never i've never actually got confirmation on it, any of that it's bogus right yeah, Ruben? There's, there's no account of that ever happening it ever never happened he researched it because yeah. he's a nerd but um, <laughs> <laughs> and we love him for yes it. we do but this stupid, um, shiggity, as you would say, uh, <laughs> national survey about the favorite candy in every state. <laughs> it's on killloose.com. Yeah, McCoy put it up. And I, am I allowed to punch McCoy in the head? I, I totally agree with him. I don't know about the favorite, but I, I love those black and orange taffy. That's not the favorite. Wrapped in the wax paper. That's not the favorite in Louisiana. Well, according to Gary, it is. No, it's not. It's just a picture. He's teasing you. You got to go open the post oh. and look. Um, he put. He used that picture to kind of lure you in. But the favorite candy in Louisiana? Name a few on your list. Favorite candy you get in your Halloween bucket? Um. Oh, well, uh, uh, Snickers. You know, not there. Really? Mm, not there. Hershey bars? Nah. Reese's peanut butter cups? Nah. No. All of these are chocolate, by the way. Forget you chocolate. Noticed that. Forget chocolate. Chocolate, not even on the list. Chocolate was not on the Louisiana list. Beeman's gum. No. <laughs> Lemon heads. Okay. That is such hogwash. All right. Who? I, who? I like lemonheads. I like lemonheads. But it's head not in my top twenty-five, even. Right. I don't. I never remember getting those for Halloween. Exactly. Either. Hot tamales. <gasps> love hot tamales. I love hot. But tamales. who makes? What are they smoking when they make up this list? I don't know. They're lemon heads is the favorite candy in Louisiana. That's ridiculous. That's strange. And I don't buy it, and I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna. I go, do love the lemon heads. I like them, but it's not in the top. It's not. The no, favorite I wouldn't candy. say it'd be up in there. Uh, oh. uh, but but see, I like good and plenties. Good and Plenty's is good. Love Good and Plenty's. Yeah. I, junior Mints. Love. Um, milk Duds. Good. Milk Duds. I'm absolutely. All down. Whoppers. See, there you go. I'm good. Give me the little boxes of Whoppers. I'm okay with that. Lemon Heads. I'm going to leave the room a minute. I'm going to go punch. Almond Joy. I'm going to punch um, McCoy in the nose. <laughs> and then um, it's, pre- it's premeditated, so that's an extra crime, isn't it? Right. Okay, because that's a silly post. That is so Okay, stupid. what about least favorite? Oh, licorice of any kind. Oh, shut up. And then those ones. I love licorice. The ones he put on the post, those ones wrapped in the orange and black wrappers. No, I don't want that crap. Circus that okay? peanuts. Circus peanuts, yeah. Those big orange peanuts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Nothing marshmallowy. No. Ruben says shut want up. Any of that. <laughs> Yuck. Uh, coming up, it's Prize Fest coming up. We'll talk.
1017 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. It all started with $3 and a dream. <laughs> 1874. Oh gosh, not that long ago. Not quite. <laughs> no. But it's got a, a it's it, an interesting history. Gregory Kallenberg. Hello. Hello, mm. Keel Nation. Oh, I love you. I love you guys. Mm. This is so amazing. I have such uh, an awe and respect of what you have done. Oh, my Honestly, God. you didn't oh have to do God. all this. Would you guys, can we get my wife on the line? Yeah. I mean, can yeah. you guys tell her <laughs> how awesome I am? Well, what you've created with Prize Fest started out with Film Prize um, and, and has grown to music and uh, chefs. Food prize and it's, it's hard to keep up with it. Yes, and it is fashion. It is music and fashion and food and film and comedy, and it's all coming up in I'm, next, next week. week. Next week, That's next crazy. week, music and fashion. A film prize happen. is for people who are just on the train; they have no clue what this is. Explain what Louisiana Film Prize is. All right, here is your uh, film prize for dummies. Not that anyone out there needs to read a book like this. Um, I will tell you that Film Prize is a short film competition where uh, there is one rule and it must be followed to win our $50,000 cash, which is the world's largest cash prize for a short narrative film. And it is they have to shoot their film here in Shreveport in order to win the 50000 which is something that is prideful. You know, it's something we're very proud of. But it also includes our community in a way that is unprecedented. And for those out there who care about this type of thing, it brings economic development and it brings pride to the city. And the cool part about it is, is in two weeks, October 19th through the 21st, you, the audience, gets to go down there and be 50% of the vote to help one lucky filmmaker win, hopefully, $50,000 cash. So being down there is a blast and you got to do it. And you get to watch. Y'all have narrowed the list to 20. Correct? We have. We had 200 registrations this year. Whoa. And it's crazy, crazy number. And, um, and <laughs> there are essentially, uh, there are 20 films that people, uh, come down and see. It's like seeing two, two hour movies. But the cool part is you get to hang out with the filmmakers. They get to cajole you for votes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's kind of, you know, we call it a, um, for those who, uh, who know the two references, we call it a Sundance meets Burning Man clothing optional. Mm-hmm. Explain, because it's not just at the Robinson. It's no. at several places. How does that work? Oh, my God. I'm just going to, Aaron, you, when you get tired of being a, like a radio superstar, come and work for the prize. You are that good. Um, what? Yeah, so, so you basically uh, come down uh, for film prize. You uh, can see the films at the Robinson. There's a secret location that's kind of set up like uh, a, a hipster living room. Um, you can see it at Art Station. And if you're in Bossier, you can see them at the Bossier Art Council. And the cool thing about the Bossier Theater is it's a great way to kind of get out of the thrum of Shreveport's downtown because there are a lot of people there. But also, uh, Bossier's downtown is going to be doing a lot of events around Film Prize that we're very proud to be a part of. Mm-hmm. And you and you've got it broken up. You don't have to sit in and watch all twenty films in one in one setting. Sit, seating. Um, each film the the length is it's fifteen minute max it's, uh, five five to fifteen minutes. So it's almost like if you don't like the song, you know, wait and uh, mm-hmm. another song one's changes. coming. Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the um, you basically see uh, two slates of ten essentially, and mm-hmm. it's like seeing two two hour movies. And again, the weekend 
is it's much about our community and it's a much about all of us coming together and celebrating what we think is a pretty awesome two cities in Shreveport and Bossier and we do it right we do it well I love the films I love watching the films in uh, the orange and the teal slates but, but I really love the fact that you've got Texas Street it, it's a festival atmosphere I, I, you've got I, tents I, set up I there's will tell filmmakers you were absolutely right you were absolutely right it is about the festival and the festival is a celebration that really does sort of take Shreveport and Bossier to a bright place. And and one of the things that's interesting about Film Prize and Music Prize that's happening uh, this next weekend, what, what's interesting about these two events is they bring in people from all over the country. So about 30% of our audience are from places like Los Angeles, wow. uh, New York City, mm-hmm. Jacksonville, Florida, Atlanta, Georgia. I mean, they come in for Music Prize and Film Prize in particular because they think our cities are some of the coolest places they've ever been. You can get tickets. I think they start at 40 bucks if you buy them ahead of time, but yes. you can get a VIP pass too. What does that do? Well, well, I, I'm, I'm, before I do the VIP pass, I want to tell everyone out there. So today is Friday. Yes. Yes. And these days I can, I can't tell. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard. It is, it is, yeah. it is. Somebody asked me what it's like, um, uh, uh being, uh, working with a prize fest right now. And I said, it's like, like being on a rocket. And they're like, Oh my God, that sounds fun. I'm like on the outside. Um, uh, <laughs> hanging, hanging on. <laughs> right. That's right. But, um, so, so starting today, Aaron and Mike, we are having our last half-off sale. So if you go to prizefest.com, Ooh, sweet. Right, go to prizefest.com, the tickets are half price to uh, Film Prize GA and Music Prize GA. So Music Prize is, of course, the 12th through the 13th. Twelve bands from all over the country are going to come uh, to our city and, and basically do a showcase that the audience helps choose the winner. That's the 12th and the 13th of the Music Prize Garage. Go to prizefest.com today. You can get half price Music Prize GA film, uh, I'm sorry, Music Prize GA tickets, Film Prize GA tickets, and you also get $25 off of a Fashion Prize, which happens on Sunday the 15th. Oh, sweet. Now, are the VIP passes sold out? Wow, you are just Focus. I like you. I like you because well, you, you, you know, there's only one way Aaron rolls, ladies, ladies and gentlemen. And I am looking at someone who's definitely dressed for the VIP room right now. I'm, I mean, I'm is, looking for this unlimited <laughs> beverage. That, 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 that's right. That's right. She's got <laughs> so, her queen shirt so on. That, that's right. I'm telling you. I mean, the, her name is on it. And, I mean, and everything. So, um, I would say the, the VIP experience is, is second to none. Um, I've been to film festivals all over the world and I kind of kicked out the bad and we have included all the good. So, Music Prize VIP is um, uh, all the beer and wine you can put down. We are mm. also having whiskey tastings from Pendleton, Tin Cup, and a couple others wow. from uh, Proximo. Um, and then the uh, inside of the VIP room, which is uh, what the VIP room, of course, gets you, will be catered by uh, by uh, Nima Longstrat, oh. um, which is going to be an absolutely phenomenal time. Love her. And, um, and it's going to be incredible. The, the film prize... I'm surprised you're not chiming in here, Mike. I, the the well, film, you guys the film just, prize VIP you doing great. The film prize VIP is something because I'm gonna sound like I'm crazy until like somebody else tells me I'm not. Right? <laughs> it's like the uh, the film prize VIP experience is second to none. It is mm-hmm. open bar, catered meals. Um, there's special moments that are being um, designed right now. That is everything from Peter Lines doing his coffee to Proximo coming in and doing special Maestro de Bell tequila tastings. Oh. Um, it's incredible. There's an amazing DJ provided by John Lomax and his crew. I mean, it's, it's, I, the, the sad thing 
about the film prize and the music prize VIP rooms, right, is it is not uncommon for one of the VIPs to come up to me and say, how was the music or how was the film? Because they never mm. left the VIP room, yeah. right? right? You know, exactly. it, it's like, you know, it's <laughs> it's only mildly offensive, but the fact is, yeah. it right. 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 Let me ask you a silly question. How many people will attend? How many people are going to come through? This is people don't realize that this is a, this attracts a lot of folks. It's, it's a it's a big deal. Um, you know, a, a, a ton of well, you know, even if you just focus in on the artist, I mean, I, I think that one of the, um, the 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 parts about Prize Fest that make me super excited, and I haven't had a chance to do it in quite some time, is really to go to the airport. Right, go mm-hmm. to the airport. And watch these people come in, and we have a big banner out there that says "I am the prize" that people take pictures on. But on Sunday, they are all they all have their badges on. Still, it's like it's like you know, it's like a like a like a different place. And you know, this year we are well over three thousand tickets, and we're you know hopefully heading towards another record. But you know, for us, it's about all of us being down there. And I will tell you what is incredible about this audience, right? Mm-hmm. This this particular radio station your particular show is that it really casts a wide net and everyone um gets to stand under our tent the way they get to you know sit and listen to your show Mm -hmm. and there's nothing better than being down at prize fest looking at the crowds leaving the theaters looking at the Mm -hmm. crowds on prize Mm -hmm. island and seeing that it's everyone uh, greg mckellenberg can you hold on with us through the break? We got to take a quick break. I want to hear. This. I want to hear some secrets when we get I will, back. I will give you all the projects. Okay, good. Mike and McCarthy. Back with more of Mike and McCarthy on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. <laughs> 1017 FM, 710 Keel. Mike and McCarthy in studio with Gregory Kallenberg. Uh, the Grand Poobah of Prize Fest. I, will, I embrace the that. Cheese. <laughs> the Prize Poobah. I will, I will embrace I, that. You segment. have a couple of tickets to give away right now to Music Prize, right? I have a couple of Music Prize tickets to give away. And let me just give everyone, can I give everyone a thumbnail on Music Prize? Sure. So Music Prize starts next Friday, so that is Friday the 13th oh, is cool. when, it's, when, it, when it starts. Mm-hmm. Twelve bands from all over the country. These are bands that you've heard of or you will be hearing of very, very soon. Um, again, you can see all these uh, bands and hear clips from their music on uh, prizefest.com. If you go to prizefest.com slash music, these bands are coming from Los Angeles, Florida, New York, they're Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, Nikki J. Crawford is going to be playing. The Christopher Brothers from Los Angeles are coming. Nice. Um, Scott Strickland from Austin. I mean, it's a big bill this year, and it's going to be super exciting. You come down. If you see three bands, you get to help vote for the Music Prize winner. So coming down, doors uh, open at 6, bands go on at 7. It's going to be a blast. Can I give like a, a can I give a tricky trivia sure. question? Yes, let's do that. All right. So, and, and then what? How does it work in the, radio call these us, days? Call We're going to do something we we rarely ever do. Rarely. We're going to give away these tickets. You got to call Ruben. Okay. Three two zero Keel. It's three two zero five three three five. The first one with the correct answer. Okay. Here it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to conjure a question. Okay. And the question is, Prize Fest started with film prize. Mm-hmm. Film prize started what year? Ooh. 
Do you guys okay. have like music? Can you guys hum or something? It's very tense to me to do this, but yes. <laughs> These are for two GA tickets to Music Prize, and Ooh, it's going to be spooky a, music. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you know, it's funny. It's Friday the 13th, and I would yeah. say the, the band that is closing on Friday the 13th is a band from New Orleans called Dead Sled Funeral Company, and you can guess exactly oh, what they are. Dead Sled wow. Funeral yeah, Company. That's right. The phone number is 320-5335. Call, and the Calls first one already, gets it. As soon as Ruben in. gets a right answer, he'll give us a thumbs up. But he's uh, they're calling in now to get those tickets. I want you to tell me for Film Prize... Um, which one's going to win? Oh wow! Um, well, that's easy. Um, uh, yeah, this this isn't this isn't the Nicaraguan uh, re- elections here. Um, we uh, actually have a very democratic uh, selection process. Mm-hmm. I, I would say that here's something interesting: um, is that is that Film Prize right? Um, film Prize has a a voting. So you know, you come down, you got to really commit four hours of your time. You're going to come down over a weekend, give us a lot of your time in order to vote. Our voting uh, percentage, right, of people who come mm-hmm. down is about 65%. Okay. So 65% of the people come down, see both slates of films, and then go vote. And I, I, I don't know what the, the national average is, but I think it's a lot lower. The movies range from what? <laughs> they range from nice, nice tearjerkers to horror films. It's everything, that is, right? That is, I will tell you, no one has asked me this this year. And Aaron, again, with the superstar questions, Mike, you're you're way behind. I'm just going <laughs> to let just you know. Sitting here I'm, letting, I'm keeping letting, score. Uh, you're yeah. way behind on this. Um, the, 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 the genres are all over the place. But here is an interesting fact mm-hmm. about Film Prize, mm-hmm. right? Film Prize has more comedies than it's ever had. Oh, cool. So comedies are tough. Uh, comedies yeah. are tough. They're, They're hard. very hard to pull They're off. Super, yeah. You are 100% correct. You're, you're, you're catching up to Aaron. That was, that was a good <laughs> one. Um, it's kind I, of, uh, but, but I would tell you that, that the, um, that this year, the, both slates are very bright. And sometimes they get a little dark and mm-hmm. they get a little sad, but the fact is, is that these slates this year are, are very, 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 Can't very thank bright. you enough. Thank for you so much. In. Oh, awesome. it's, it's been beautiful. Hey, can I do a little, uh, one, one thing? You bet, one real thing. quick. Mm-hmm. All right, real quick. All right. All right. Viva La Keel, Viva La Prize Fest, prizefest.com. Hopefully we'll see you down there. <laughs> thank you, Gregory Kallenberg. <laughs> Don't run off. 1017 FM, 710 <laughs> Keel. You can connect with Mike and McCarty on the Shreveport Security Systems Message Board by downloading the Keel app. I wish I had one-tenth of the energy that Gregory Kallenberg has. <laughs> no doubt. We had a winner, Ruben, of our, of our passes. Uh, the answer was 2012. That was the first year that Film uh, Prize happened. And our buddy, uh, you know, frequent listener, Brian, won the tickets congratulations mm-hmm. brian we'll, mm-hmm. we'll put these uh, out front for you uh, in an envelope with your name on them uh, coming up next shreveport attorney allison jones joins us talking about this defamation case with the city 101.7 fm time to hear from more local newsmakers with mike and mccarty on 101.7 fm and 710 keel on the jack spring electric newsmaker hotline Mike and McCarty is uh, Allison Jones, Shreveport attorney. And uh, Allison, good morning. Thanks for talking with us. Good morning. You had a news conference yesterday. You're representing Gary Brooks. Why did Gary hire you? I think Gary hired me because he wanted to sort of stop the nonsense. Um, we sent a cease and desist letter and asked for knowingly false statements that were made in reckless disregard for the truth to cease and desist. 
he wanted to stand up for himself and state that the allegations made against him were untrue. He also wants to sort of stop the nonsense at city council. Um, he would like to see the city council work in a more collegiate manner. He would like to see the citizens of Shreveport be represented in a way with the focus of the city council on the needs. And certainly the city of Shreveport has great needs at this time. And so he wanted to sort of return the focus to that. And that was the purpose of kind of standing up for himself a little bit. And if somebody's not familiar, Shanerica uh, Flemings was allowed to speak during a city council meeting and she leveled allegations uh, against it, specific council members and by name. Yeah, and the allegations that she leveled, you know, based on my review of the evidence, uh, show that those allegations are knowingly false. But let's not look back. Let's look forward. Let's ask the questions of why was she allowed to speak? What are the rules that allowed her to do that? The next time that somebody gets in front of the city council and wants to make false allegations, how's the city council going to respond to that? You know, they don't have to listen to that. There are rules of decorum in public meetings. They can adopt rules and, and focus on the needs of the city of Shreveport as opposed to allowing, you know, people to just spout off whatever they want to spout off. Now, I'm not in favor of, you know, closing down the First Amendment, you certainly have a First Amendment right to say what you believe, but you don't have a First Amendment right to make knowingly false accusations. I don't think those rules of decorum are very closely followed with our city council. (laughs) If I were going to issue a challenge to the city council, it would be to review their rules and look to see if they can adopt some rules of decorum that are allowed by courts and still, you know, honor the First Amendment. And then if somebody breaches those rules, take steps. You know, they don't have to have a quorum to sit there and listen to somebody distract them from the business of the city of Shreveport. And that was sort of the purpose of the letter. The purpose of the letter was, look, stop the nonsense. This isn't romper room. Let's let's stop the nonsense and let's focus on what's right for the, the citizens of the city of Shreveport. Allison, you typically take cases when someone has been sexually harassed or discriminated against in some sort of way. You typically don't take the case from the on the other side. You must have seen something pretty extraordinary to take Mr. Brooks's case. Can you explain? Well, I will tell you that I did ask for a forensic review, and um, once I reviewed it, I determined that the allegations were knowingly false and in reckless disregard of the truth, and I was willing to stand up. And the purpose here is not to stand up and say, oh, Councilman Brooks is a perfect man. You know, I don't know that a perfect man exists. The purpose here is to stand up and say, you know what, this isn't really where the focus should be. Let's, Let's put all this nonsense behind us. Let's focus on what we need to focus on, and let's get the citizens of Shreveport and their needs addressed immediately. And that that was kind of the purpose of stop the nonsense, stop the romper room, cease and desist, and a challenge, really, to the city council to say, are we going to work together or are we not going to work together? You you say romper room, we say clown show. Well, clowns are going to clown, and that's (laughs) certainly going to happen. But the the situation here is more of a challenge to the city council of what are your rules? Do you have rules of decorum? Do you have to listen to this day in and day out? Or can you stop it and still honor the First Amendment? And I think there are cases that say you can. And if you do that, then are you becoming a more productive governing body? And certainly the city of Shreveport needs a more productive governing body. Councilman Brooks is going to do his part for that. 
I issue a challenge to all of the other city council members to look at these rules, to look at what's going on there and see if there's not a better way to do that. What part of the allegations from Ms. Fleming's were knowingly um, wrong? I, I mean, there are several council members who have told me that Mr. your client did use the N-word, but it was not used, I guess, in the context that it was presented. Is that correct? Well, I am never going to approve of anyone using a racial slur, whether they're white or they're black. I don't think that that's an appropriate word to use. Mm-hmm. But if you are making an allegation against someone that they use that word, you need to put that allegation in context. Are they using that word with discriminatory intent? Are they singing a rap song? Are they quoting a black, you know, comedian? What's the the context? And if you make the if you imply a context that you know is knowingly false or is in reckless disregard of the truth, then I think you're, you know, committing a slanderous or defamatory statement. But but certainly, I think in retrospect, you know, I think everybody would say racial slurs shouldn't be used by anyone. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I, I want to go back to what you said a moment ago with uh, Miss Fleming's being allowed to make this eight minute statement that she made during a council session, which now goes into the official record. Does this set the city up and who who is uh, who's going to be held liable for this for uh, legal action? Well, if if you're suing for defamatory and slanderous statements, you're suing the person making the statements. It's a, it's a tort claim against an individual. But look, the, the purpose of the letter was not to sue, okay? The purpose of the letter was to stop the nonsense. The purpose of the letter was to issue a challenge to the city council to say, hey, we can work better than this, and we should work better than this, and let's not allow something like this to happen again. Let's look at our rules. Let's change our focus. And let's start working as a a, a a body that is addressing the needs of the citizens of Shreveport. We've got serious problems so in this city. So if another member of the uh, another city resident gets up Monday before the council and starts slamming your client, what should the city council do? Well, the first thing that I think the city council should do is address the rules for those Monday meetings, where they just allow sort of an open forum. You can adopt rules of decorum. If you haven't done it by Monday, you ought to at least put it on the agenda to start considering it. Um, if it happens on Monday and it's distracting from what the, the goal of the meeting is and the purpose of the meeting, you know, you can have a quorum just get up and walk out and say, we're not going to listen to this. This is distracting. This is, this is taking away from what we're trying to accomplish here. Um, I'm going to let the city council decide how to govern. They're the elected officials. What I wanted to do was sort of issue a cease and desist letter saying basically stop the nonsense and get back to what you're supposed to do. But is the city council culpable if they know you've got this cease and desist order out there and they have let someone come up and and essentially keep going? Well, I think that's a conversation the city council needs to have. I don't think I'm the one that needs to decide that for them. You know, I've asked for the conduct to stop. I've asked for individuals to not be allowed to make knowingly false and reckless disregard comments in reckless disregard for the truth. And there are, uh, as I said, cases that allow a governing body to adopt rules of decorum. So I think they need to start that conversation. If they don't start that conversation and they allow this type of conduct to, to continue, then at some point, culpability does become an issue. Allison Jones, so what's next? Well, what's next is a wait and see. Let's hope that the conduct cease and desist. Let's hope that the city council does what they should do. Let's let's challenge them to 
become a more collegiate body, and let's see if we can get the needs of the city of Shreveport addressed. Attorney Allison Jones, thanks for your time. All right, thank you. Mm-hmm. 101.7 Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Well, the point is not for us to know what it means. It's for employees. Oh, they don't want to protect us. No, that's the point. Okay, there's a story on keelnews.com that I, I just put up this morning. Uh, a, a coded, there's, you know, you've been in the hospital and you hear code blue, mm-hmm. yeah. right? code blue, mm-hmm. which means generally a patient has crashed. Right, right. You know, you don't want to go on and go, Mr. Johnson's having a heart attack. Hey, flatlining in room 203. Right. Yeah. So code blue, and, and that tells the employees th- who've been trained in that to take action. Mm-hmm. And, and. A lot of people might not realize, but uh, some of the larger retailers have kind of secret codes over the intercom. Do they really? That tell employees, okay, this is happening. You've been trained. Prepare, you know, prepare for. Or if you're one of the ones to take care of it, go take care of it. Right. Okay. Like code red, that's pretty universal. Code red. Yeah. Fire. There's a fire somewhere. There's a fire in the building. Okay. Uh, but there are some other things that you might not realize what's going on if you do hear, mm-hmm. uh, like uh, code green. Code green. Code green. If you hear an announcement in some of the big box stores yeah. in Walmart mm-hmm. type of thing, uh, there's that would be an active hostage situation is taking place in the store. Wow. Yeah. Code green. Code green. Okay. Code blue, which I said before in the medical, in, you know, uh, industry, in the medical enti- environment, it's somebody's, a patient is crashed. Mm-hmm. But in the retail environment, it's a potential bomb threat. Oh, okay. So if you hear code blue. Code blue. Get the You want out of there. Get out of there. And code brown is. Uh, I think I know what that is. <laughs> you think? Yeah. Uh, I don't think so. That's not what it is? What? Uh, number two somewhere spilled? <laughs> There's, no, it doesn't mean somebody's defecated on the aisle. Okay, good. Okay. All right. No, well, it a- actually means there's a shooter on the premises. Oh, wow. Wow. So these are very serious and, and a lot of people aren't aware that these even exist. Mm-hmm. And there are several more. Uh, if you want to find what these secret codes mean, check mm-hmm. out that that uh, on keelnews.com because it's very interesting. If there's a shooter on the premises, I don't want them to say codes. I want them to say, hide, there's a shooter on the premises. That's well, what I want to hear on the intercom. The code is to activate employees so they know exactly what's going on. Oh, to heck with the customers. Okay. Well, and they can help protect. <laughs> cons- I, look, I didn't make the look. I didn't write these. I need to punch you in the nose now, you too? You need to punch me in the throat, right? Oh, man. Yeah, I'm just telling you what they mean. Okay. Um, Code brown is there's a shooter on the premises. Yeah, okay. a shooter on the... And there are, there are several others as well. Mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting. Code Adam. You, we, we've heard Amber Alerts. You yeah. Know, you get them on your phone. Well, Code Adam means there's a child in the store that's either gotten lost or is missing. Oh, wow. And it's named after... 
uh, Adam Walsh. Okay. Who's John Walsh's son, Did the host know. of America's Most Wanted. Did not realize they so had they that. So they use Code Adam. Very interesting. Yeah. Okay. It really is interesting. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you want to find out more, it's keelnews.com. Check that out. Have a great weekend. Mm-hmm. I don't hold out much hope for our football. Yeah. 11 in the morning. We'll see. Mm-hmm. I know. I hate 11 o'clock. I know. Games. Not enough time to make sausage balls. <laughs> 101.7.